Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. We are at the one year mark and I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm not even going to talk about how long this episode is going to be because at this point I have no idea. I'm just as I'm just as as uh, as excited as you are. I'm just as surprised as you are when it goes over or if it's under or whatever. Let's get into it. One year, December 3rd. Now I know this is launching on the 7th, I believe. The 4th is Saturday, which means Sunday is the 5th, Monday, Tuesday, the 7th. Yeah. So this is launching on the 7th. So my anniversary date, or as some people call it, your new birthday is the 3rd of December. That's when I had my surgery. And on that day, I weighed myself and then I celebrated a couple different ways. And I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk to you about some challenges that I've experienced throughout this year. I'm going to talk about some bad habits that I've picked up and I'm still trying to get rid of. I'm going to talk to you about some good habits that I've picked up and I'm really hoping to accentuate. I'm going to talk a little bit about the future and what that holds. And I'm also going to talk about the Happiness Challenge podcast that's also coming up soon, but not as soon as we had first thought. Uh, Okay, so first things first, weighed myself and I was 243, which is amazing, which means I lost 151 pounds, 38% of my pre-surgery weight. Uh, It's amazing. I feel incredible. Uh, I tell people all the time, oh yeah, I lost like 150 pounds. I I mean, who cares with the 151, right? But um, every now and again, uh, someone that I know will tell, like my mom will will tell my uncle, Nima lost 150 pounds. And then I'll jokingly say 151. But who's counting? Am I right? And then, you know, people laugh and it's fun. So I lost 151 pounds. I'm down to 243. It's 38%. It's fantastic. There was a reason why I wanted to get below 250 and stay below 250 consistently for three weeks. Uh, Really, it was two weeks, but it just happened to end up being three weeks. And the reason is this, before I had my surgery, there's a website that I went to that you plugged in your exercise level and your height and your weight and your age and the surgery that you're having, and then it would spit out a number for what your weight was going to be when you're all done after one year of having this surgery. Like what's, what is the lowest you could ever be with this surgery? And my number was 250. And I remember thinking, as a senior in high school, I was 180 and I was 5'9. So I, 5'9 in the morning, I'm like 5'8 and a half, right? So I really wanted 
to get back down to 180. I thought that was possible. And I talked to personal trainers before and they were like, you're so muscular that you could, and you have to think of it this way. My muscles have been holding up all this extra weight for all these years. My leg muscles are ginormous. My back muscles, my shoulders, my uh, my core muscles are really, really strong. And they've really been worked out a lot since I weighed 182, weighing 410. These muscles have really grown and had to support a lot of this weight. So I can take that weight off of them, but the muscles are still massive. So my personal trainer was like, you're never going to get to 180, right? You're good where you are. Um, my doctor thinks I'm good where I'm at. So I, I feel like I'm good where I'm at. So I, I really, and I, I said this before, my uncle Cash uh, said to me, what's your goal? And I said, my goal is 250. And he's like, you should shoot for 240. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And and I've mentioned fighting weight and walking around weight before. I really think my fighting weight is about 245. My walking around weight is about 250 to 255. That way, if I get to like 260, I know I really need to reel it back. And if I get to like 240, then I, I know that I'm like in a really good place. So if I have like a race I want to run or like the, there's a Pasadena try coming up in March and I really want to do that one. So uh, again, because I did it last year, but I want to beat my my numbers from last year. So that is a place that I I want to get down to 245 the week before the race so that I'm like a little bit leaner, right? That's kind of the, the goal. So that I want that to be my fighting weight. And, and I got there and I stayed there. And that's that feels really, really good. Uh, so that was that was awesome. That was a big success for me. That, that's why it was such a big deal for me last month when I was talking about I'll tell you why, because I, because fuck that formula, fuck that computer, fuck that website. You know, it told me 250 and I told it to go fuck itself. And then and here we are. And and that website can go fuck itself. Now, is it a good guide? Yeah, of course. Was it difficult to get to 250? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was very difficult to get down to 250. It was very difficult to get below 250. I've had up weeks. I've had up uh, sets of weeks. It's ridiculous. Um, I had a lot of slow weeks when I was doing my weight loss. I had a lot of weeks where I was gaining weight, a lot of weeks where I was just stagnant. And uh, and I did the math on it, of course. Y'all know I'm a big numbers cruncher, big data nerd, right? So I did the I did the 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 numbers on it. 12 out of 52 weeks were either very very slow, meaning they it was about the same weight loss or like a tenth or two tenths of a pound, you know, a three tenths of a pound, right? Anything less than half a pound is slow. And then, so 12 out of 52, 3 out of 13, 23% of my weeks were either very, very slow or up, right? Week three is like notorious for being up. You know, you you have the surgery week one, you're down like 15 pounds. You're like, oh my God, I've never lost 15 pounds in a week in my life. Week two, you're down 25 total. You're like, this is fantastic. I can't wait. Week three, you're down two pounds. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Did I just, is that it? This is it. And your brain just starts fucking with you forever, forever. Every time I would have any kind of slow drop, any kind of one pound drop in a week, two pound drops in a week, two pounds dropped in a week. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm going to keep that in. I would say to myself, well, this is it. This is the lowest I'm going to weigh. It's And then it was like, you get down to like 310, 305, 303, right? And then you get to like, you're like, I can't get to 299. It's all I want. All I want is to get to 299. And you get to 299 and you're like, okay, 
this is great. Uh, two ninety nine is 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 good. I'm happy here as long as I'm below three. I'm fine. And then you get to like two eighty, two seventy six, and you're like, if I could just get to two seventy five, you just keep trying to push that, push that. But realizing how long it takes and how much work it takes to do all that is why you're only going to stay at uh, a certain weight after a while. So after like four weeks of being below 250 and staying in the 245 realm and exercising every day and uh, six days a week and doing all that stuff, I realized that that this is this is my my final form. I, I have reached my peak and my peak right now is 245. Later weeks, also like early and late 40s, like week 41, 42, week 40, like six, seven, and eight, also really tough. Um, but the last few weeks, like I really ran harder, pushed more, paid way more attention to my calories in, calories out formula, really like had to skirt a lot of these bad habits that I had formed over time. Some of these bad habits can be something honestly as simple as finding a sweet food that doesn't make you throw up or doesn't make you feel overfull or is something that you can eat on the regular and then you're like oh maybe I like uh raisinets or for those of you that don't know what raisinets are they're chocolate covered raisins or maybe like I like uh chocolate covered whatever so who cares and you're lying to yourself like chocolate covered cashews is like having cashews and like a little bit of chocolate that's fine sure that's totally true but then also having like a bag of it is like 700 calories because there's already high fat in the in the cashews and then the chocolate you're probably not getting dark chocolate so anyway that kind of stuff like Gatorade is is the thing for me Powerade Liquid IV I I love these companies they will never be a sponsor on this podcast because they do nothing that water can't do for me if I run a race and I come back I'm gonna have Gatorade or I'm gonna have Powerade or liquid IV. If I'm on a bike ride, I take that with me for the bike ride, for the electrolytes, for the sugar, for the energy. But I shouldn't drink Gatorade on a Wednesday at two in the afternoon sitting at my desk. You get that? It's for like an athlete. And I'm I'm not an athlete at Wednesday at two crunching numbers. That's not, that's a bad habit is what that is. Peanut butter is a bad habit. I don't care how good of a peanut butter you get. Unless you literally get peanuts and salt There's nothing that's good about peanut butter. There's so much sugar that's added to peanut butter. And I would just sit there in my chair with a a butter knife, uh, or rather a peanut butter knife, if you will, and I'm sure you will, and just eat peanut butter with a knife. That's a bad, that's a terrible habit. And it's a thing that like when I do grocery shopping, I'm like, I want to get peanut butter, but I'm not gonna. But then I have this like sweet tooth and I'm like, I'm going to have something that's better for me instead of this thing that's not good for me. I'm still not plating myself. And that's an issue. Uh, I need to plate myself to know exactly how much food I'm eating. And I'll, I'll give you a prime example. The other night I made, uh, we made, sorry, we, we made it together. Uh, we made uh, like a sheet pan dinner with uh, like potatoes and onions and fennel and carrots and Brussels sprouts and sausage, beef sausage, of course as uh, my wife doesn't eat pork, and I hardly eat pork. So anyway, beef sausage, it was a kielbasa. We chopped it up, and then we did all this other stuff, and then we put all everything in the oven and, and took it out, put it in, took it out, mixed it all together, right? Salt, pepper, whatever, a little bit of hot sauce, do what you want. And then we ate that that night, right? So then I put the rest of it in a Tupperware container, and I put it in the fridge. So then the next day I go, and instead of taking from the Tupperware container 
putting it like measuring a cup like you should and putting it in in a bowl or a plate or something. I just took my fork with the Tupperware container and I just ate out of that. I did that again last night for dinner. This isn't like, oh, three months in, I was acting like an asshole. No, no, no. Last night, I was acting like an asshole. I went and I had it with a fork. So that's not, and even my wife was like, at least heat it up. Like that was, I think her nice way of saying like, hey, maybe put that on the plate like you've been bitching that you're not doing for a while. Like do that because this is a bad habit that you need to fix. God bless her. It's just not gonna, I I just don't, I'm not, I can't. leave that whole in that whole thing in too jesus but anyway i'm i'm still not plating myself i'm still eating in the kitchen the, like the other day but before we went and did a thing or before i went out uh to have a cigar last night i i took a fork to some food in the kitchen and i just ate like how i used to eat that's actually exactly what i did i went and i took that tupperware out of the fridge with a fork and i ate some sausage and some brussels sprouts so that i wouldn't be empty stomach and then went to the cigar lounge, had my cigar with a Gatorade, like an asshole. So there's two, that's your asshole count is at two so far. <laughs> and you shouldn't be more than one asshole because you shouldn't be more than your own asshole. So you should only be one asshole. So far, I'm two. Then I came home. Then I took that Tupperware out of the fridge with a fork, sat in my chair and ate out of that Tupperware. So there's asshole number three. So that's three strikes you're out. Stop being an asshole. So that's a, another bad habit, right? Also, not tracking my food in my food log. Not that I have a separate food log. I just basically have like a journal slash log that I just keep all my shit in. I talk about work. I talk about home life. I talk about my relationship, things we did. It's a lovely thing to go back and look at. And if there's like issues or something that that I'm dealing with, I'll write that in there as well so that I can kind of get it out uh, uh, virtual paper, right? It's all digital. But I have this thing that I also put like 30 gram shake done at this time. And then, um, you know, this when I don't do that, when I don't put that in, then I overeat, then I gain weight. But if I put that in, then I check and I go, oh, I had my 30 gram shake at nine, even though it's 10 and I want to go downstairs and have uh, a fucking snack. I don't need it. So just check in with my body. You know what I need is water. That's probably what I need. I'm thirsty, so I'm just going to go get a fucking jug of water and come upstairs and drink that for the next hour. And you know what? A hundred percent, not even 99% of the time, 100% of the time, that solves my problem. That really does. So another bad habit is I don't drink enough water, but I'm also not tracking my food log. Now, good habits, those those are happening. I'm being way more consistent with my workouts. I'm trying to hit the gym three days a week. On Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm trying to run twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm trying to bicycle on Saturdays, and then uh, I give myself Sundays off, so I have that. That's great. Uh, I recently, uh, someone reached out to me on Instagram, and they were uh, we've been messaging for a while. He's my surgery twin. We had surgery on the same day, so uh, that was the thing that I th- saw through the Facebook group of like people talking about like, hey, who has a surgery twin? My date is this. Like, who's my surgery twin? And then you just kind of like hold each other accountable and you talk to each other and you discuss like, you know, how are you doing? Cause I'm good. Cause you're going through those food phases together, that liquid phase, that, that, uh, blended phase, soft food phase, slowly getting into hard food phrase, uh, phase, <laughs> um, doing the, um, bread, uh, like one slice of bread you can have a day. Like I remember when that was like a really big deal. And anyway, so those kinds of things, 
are like a really big deal to and to be able to lean on somebody. I mean, your your spouse and partner, so whatever. This the, this person will help you for sure, but they're not going through it like you're going through it. You could bitch about it, but all they're going to do is go, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that, which is lovely. But they're not like, oh, yeah, man, me too. Like they can't me too you. And that's that's a really nice feeling. So anyway, uh, shout out to my uh, surgery twin, Nick, Nicholas. And uh, he hit me up the other day and he was like, hey, man, what do you do about sore legs? Because like I like I hit the gym like really hard yesterday and my legs are super sore. What do you do? And I was like, here's what I do. Heat, cold, massage gun and rest. But really what I do is this. I go to the gym and I do 30 minutes of elliptical and then I do weights after that. Right. I always do my cardio first, mainly because it's usually fasting cardio because I'll do it in the in the early morning before I start my work. Because I'm doing fasting cardio, I you end up burning more fat. And so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is you're going to work out your hardest in the in the first part and you're going to hit your weights as hard as you're going to hit your weights regardless. And some people are like, "Oh, you got to do your weights first because you're going to do you're going to finish your 30 minutes of cardio regardless." True. But I'll hit my cardio harder before I do weights than after I do weights. Once I do that, once I have that workout done, because of the elliptical and my legs are sore, the next day when I run, I either do like a medium run or a light run. And then if I do, for example, my workouts are on Mondays at the gym, I do uh, back and bicep. And then on Tuesdays, I'll run at a medium level, which means I run downhill and straight, but I walk uphill. Wednesdays I do legs and so my legs from running yesterday are a little sore so but I love doing like workouts so I I do that plus I'm hitting the elliptical 30 minutes then I do my leg workout then I fuck off then on Thursday I do a light run so then I just run downhill and I walk straight and I walk uphill I give myself that rest it's still the same workout still relatively the same amount of calories instead of 20 minutes or 25 minutes it's 25 minutes or 30 minutes just an extra five minutes that it takes me to burn the same amount of calories if you're in a rush do a medium but I'm not in a rush at seven in the morning when I go to run so I'll do a lighter run that day if my legs are still sore then on Friday when I have to go work out again and I do elliptical, maybe I'll take a little bit off the elliptical, but currently I'm at a place right now where I, I have to burn 500 calories on the elliptical. That's kind of my spot. That's like where I have to live is like the 500 calorie mark. That's where I have to be. Uh, so that's a that's a big thing for me as well. So those kinds of things are like really good habits of like exercising and doing all that shit and also taking care of yourself and taking inventory, t- taking your body into account and listening to what it is that you need from your body as well. Another good habit is that I push food away when I'm full. Um, It's more of a gesture. It's really more uh, for me psychologically to recognize that I'm done eating instead of keeping the plate in front of me and waiting for there to be a little bit of space and to think if it's okay. Look, I ate the food I was going to eat. I overplated myself a little bit. I'm disappointed in the fact that I have to stop eating. And I'm disappointed in the fact that I don't get to eat more of this amazing food but you get to take it home with you or you got to experience that or whatever it is and then you just push the plate away and that's a really good habit that I've uh, sometimes I was like doing a, a napkin thing over the food but that feels like you're trying to save the food or something so I'll usually push it away and then I'll give it like five to ten minutes and if, I, if I'm still not a hundred percent 
on like, do I want it? Do I not want it? I'll usually put my fork and knife in the plate as well. So then it's like, I'm done, done. So the server, if they're, if I'm at a restaurant, can come and pick it up. Or if I'm at someone's house, I might just even go take it to the kitchen or, or something like that. So that's a really good habit that I've been, uh, that I've been doing as well. I do want to talk about my workouts just in general real quick. I, I kind of forgot to speak on this a little bit earlier, but my workouts in general are, um, um, so the, the running, right. And the gym and everything to celebrate my weight loss. However, I woke up at like five thirty in the morning and I ran a 5k on my own. And this is a weird thing to say. I was talking to Anthony, uh, y'all know, Anthony, the New York guy ended up having the surgery doing great. By the way, we were talking about Thanksgiving dinner and I said, you know, I, this is my plate and I only ate a quarter of it. And, uh, and he said, he said, that's funny because I would normally eat four of those plates, but I cheated a little bit on Thanksgiving and I had a little chestnut. I never thought that would be my cheat. I never thought that those would be the words I said. And I was like, yeah, that's really funny. And so I, I'm taking that into this moment. I never thought I would ever say the, the words I celebrated by running a 5K at before six in the morning, before the sun was up, you know? And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm usually, ve- we, we, we know this, we've had this conversation. I'm usually very hard on myself when I run. I mean, it's usually a lot of shut the fuck ups and just keep running and stop your bitching and, and push a little harder. And even if it's motivational, it's still like, it's still uh, aggressively motivational. Like push harder. Come on, you know, just dig in, you know, and, and just do it. Just get there. And, you know, and then there's a little bit of a shut the fuck up. Just keep running. Right. And then that morning, uh, I decided, uh, what, what would what would it feel like to be nice to myself? And then I started running, and then I started saying really nice things to myself, like I'm so proud of you, and it's and it's you. I'm it's I'm saying it out loud, by the way, when I'm running, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And think of it, a year ago today, on the third, you were getting up this early to go into surgery and getting dropped off by with Michelle at the place and she couldn't come in because of COVID and you had to go in on your own. And now a year later, you're waking up on your own at five in the morning and you're going on a run at 530 to celebrate this weight loss and this journey and this new healthy life and, and all this stuff. And you really worked so hard and you've been exercising so hard and you've been paying attention to what you're eating and you and you've really worked really hard at this and you're successful at it. And it's so wonderful. And I started getting teary eyed and I was like, oh, God, I got to stop. I got to stop being nice to myself. At least I got to stop being this nice to myself. So then I just I just uh, I was like, all right, now shut the fuck up and keep running. And then I got back into it. So anyway, so I did that. And then uh, Michelle and I went and rode e-bikes for 12 miles. But not for any reason except for she wants to buy an e-bike. So we're going to buy one and I'll, I'll update you in January about that. And then I did the math also on my total workouts and I exercised 265 days this of the past 365 days. So that's basically five days a week. So I've exercised pretty much five days a week every week since my surgery, uh, which feels great. And it's been way more now. I think there was a lot of days that I skipped and missed and did all that. Yeah, that feels really good. I remember there was a there was a oh, there was a back injury that I had that I couldn't exercise. That was before the Pasadena try. And then, yeah, there was a couple little things hither and thither. But but yeah, that's um, five days a week. Pretty strong. So the goal for next year is six days a week because I'm already on track for that anyway. So let's see if we can do that. 
So I do want to talk about this last thing, which is um, my future goals. Um, and then we'll talk about the Happiness Challenge podcast. So my future goals are to keep working out, to stay healthy, um, to weigh myself only once a week. So I kind of uh, almost obsessively weigh myself every day um, and then kind of pay attention to those numbers. But I am going to just weigh myself once a week on Mondays. Uh, the reason why I'm going to do it on Mondays is because I want to give myself the weekend uh, off uh, and not have to worry about it. But I also want to hold myself accountable for the weekend. When I weigh myself currently on Fridays, what ends up happening is inevitably I'll weigh myself on Friday and then if I'm whether I'm up or down or whatever, it doesn't matter, then I'll have a pretty lousy Friday. So I'll do my exercises and stuff, but then I'll have like the peanut butter that I talked about or the Gatorade or the liquid IV or I'll have like two plates of food or I'll, you know, something like I'll, I'll have more snack foods or something that I feel like I've been depriving myself of in order to get down to that weight. And it's not necessary, but also it kind of leads into like a relatively not again, again, not unhealthy, but like unhealthy mentally to have this trigger point in my head of like, oh, no, I, I should or shouldn't do this or I'm going to eat this now because I because I can because I weighed myself and I only have to pay for it in six days, but I'll work out instead like that kind of weird shit. So I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm going to weigh myself on Mondays and then whatever that weight is on Monday, then I can do something about it. If it, I can go, I'm going to go hit the gym on Monday and then I can take an extra walk at the end of the night as an evening constitutional. Uh, that was a word I was trying very difficultly to remember the other day in a, in a message to my sister. And I was like, there's a walk you do at night and it helps your digestion. And I can't think of the word. And it's something like, solitary but it has to do with digestion and digestive and maybe it's your evening digestive and I couldn't think of the word and I'm like it's very it's a very unique word and if I heard it I would know it it's constitutional it's your evening it sounds like it's your evening gonna take a shit walk but really it's just to digest the food and it's your const it's good for your constitution so it's good for your digestion so yeah so I can I can make a decision to do something like that that's different as opposed to uh make a decision to to act like an asshole instead. And so on. So I'm going to weigh myself once a week on Monday, Mondays, Mondays. I'm going to get off the CPAP machine. And the other bit of news is uh, I'm going to keep making these uh, monthly updates. Uh, I really enjoy them. They really kind of hold me accountable. I, I think they're really great and fun for me. I, I hope they're great and fun for you as well. N not only do we uh, do uh, so. Okay, <laughs> going into the happiness challenge. Uh, so I'm going to record that with my lovely wife, Michelle, and we're going to do the challenge together and then we're going to discuss it together and we're going to record that together and put it out. So I don't think we're going to be able to launch that until mid-year. So I don't think we're going to launch that until like June. Having said that and having that be the takeaway for that, I don't want to leave you all abandoned for all this time. So I'm going to keep making these monthly updates. So I'll have one in January, February, first Tuesday of every month i will have an update for you i will discuss what happened in the last month and then we will move forward from there and all of that fun stuff so that's kind of the 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 takeaway here um so the happiness challenge i'm going to record with michelle and we're going to keep making these uh, monthly updates for you here and uh, putting them on the site and then once happiness challenge is ready to launch then i will let you know and we'll have uh you know episodes and everything in 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 the uh, in the pipeline as it were if you will, and I'm sure you will. That's number two if you're keeping track. Last thing 
is please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I love getting messages from you all. I've gotten so many lovely messages from so many lovely people from all over the world and in this country and just lovely, wonderful messages of uh, thank you for sharing and thank you for having this podcast and all that stuff. That is all I ever want in my life is to is for people to listen to this and to feel like this has helped them in any any sort of way at all any sort of way at all. So please reach out to me. You're not a burden. You're not anything. It may just take me a little while because if we're not friends on Insta, I um, I don't get your message in my inbox. It goes into like a suggested thing and I have to just keep checking on that. But if you message me on Nima Speaks, that's my personal Instagram account. I am on that more than I am on the My Gastric Sleep Podcast Insta handle. So if you if you want to reach out to me on Insta, I'm at Nima Speaks, um, and then also there's at My Gastric Sleep Podcast, of course. Uh, and then um, feel free to add me too. I'm I, I I don't I'm not that guy. I don't care uh, about like I'm, I'm cool with all the things, so it's all good. And I want to know. I want to know your. I want to know your journey. I want to know what challenges you're facing. What things you think I should talk about as well? Because maybe there's something that you have a question about that I can talk about on the podcast, and then. I can answer your question. And I guarantee you, just like when we were in school and the teacher would say, there's no stupid questions, which by the way, there are absolutely, yes, there are stupid questions, but there are no stupid people that I totally believe in. And also, if you ask a question, odds are somebody else has that same question and they're just too shy to ask. So please ask all your questions. Uh, usually when I'm in a meeting, I, I like to say, I know there's a lot of bad ideas, but there's also a lot of good ideas that that are found off of bad ideas. And I don't mind being the person to come up with a bad idea to inspire a good idea. So I usually will go first and give a bad idea or give an idea that I think is okay. And then someone will go, what if we took that and we made it good? And I go, "That let's, let's do that. That sounds great. So I'm not very precious about it. The only other thing I didn't mention is Thanksgiving. And I know that was a big deal. I actually didn't even think about it because it was really not that big of a deal. We ordered our food through Sprouts. We had it uh, my sister was lovely enough to, to she, she came down with her fiance and her dog. Uh, my wife and I went down to Orange County. We all hung out with my parents. My uncle was there. We we're all hanging out together and we just warmed up the food. Everything was wonderful. We got turkey, we got ham and we got all the fixings and everything. I plated myself this full plate of like cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and, and all that stuff. And it's really great. And I ate about a quarter of it. I ate about I ate about like half the turkey and uh, like half the mashed potatoes and then like a little bit of the cranberry sauce and something else. Like I didn't eat a whole lot. That was like a really like sad thing. But then you get leftovers and then the next day we had leftovers and I, I think I toasted some sourdough bread and made myself a sandwich. And that was like decadent. That was amazing. So th those are like also like really nice pivots that that every now and again you, you can get sad about not being able to eat anymore but then excited about what leftovers you can have tomorrow. This happened last night. We went to this great barbecue place called like Smokehouse in Newhall on Main Street. Shout out to Smokehouse. Shout out to Kevin. He was so great. If y'all are ever in Newhall and you go to Smokehouse, ask for Kevin. He was dope. I love that dude. I'm going to give him a Yelp review too. But uh, anyway, so he was awesome and really helped us out. And I got the meat sampler and it was a beef rib. It was two beef ribs and brisket and uh, hot links. The brisket was okay. He really sold the brisket, but uh, it was uh, it was all right. Uh, you know, uh, my preference is Lucille's brisket. It was a little bit better. Their beef ribs were, as my mom says, to live for. And the 
hotlings were so good that I had one bite of a hotlink and I was like, I'm saving this for for home. I'm saving this for home. Like I don't want to. You can't have cold beef ribs. Like you can, but it's gross. Uh, so I had a beef rib, and then Michelle had uh, like three quarters of another one. And I finished hers, and then I had a little bit of the brisket, but we took that home. And then I had like a little tiny bit of a sausage, and they gave us three sausages. It's just incredible. That was really fun. And then we brought it home. We brought it home, and then this morning, Michelle, so lovely, again, made me an egg, and then I warmed up some of that uh, sausage in a pan, in the egg pan, and then threw that on a plate with a little bit of Tabasco, sat outside on my balcony, and boom, Bob's your uncle. It was just amazing. Or as we like to say in this house, Robert is your cousin's mother's brother. So that's it. This was so much fun. I, I love doing these. I can't wait to edit this and, and post it up on the 7th. And thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for being there. Thank you for everything. I appreciate all of you. And I can't wait to do more of these. So I hope this episode helped. And if it didn't, then maybe listen to another episode or just wait a month and there'll be a new one out there waiting for you. So, talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 